Bruce in his first two innings. This is ground ball to second base. Red Hinkle falls down, picks it up, fires the first. What's up, everybody? I'm your host, Max. Welcome to Week Zero. Uh, this is Rocks in the Outfield, and baseball season is here. I'm sure everybody had a good time this weekend watching the Super Bowl and uh, partying it up. You know, football's over. Football's out the window. Uh, basketball's in the middle of, you know, if you guys like basketball, it's right in the middle of the season. Uh, but it's technically baseball season. Well, I'm not going to even acknowledge hockey um it is baseball season we're just under a week away from teams coming into spring training um but real quick some you know business before pleasure everybody please go follow me on twitter at rocks in the of rocks in the outfield um you're listening to this on apple or spotify so go ahead and subscribe leave five stars if you're on apple um if you listen to it on another platform thank you for that um go ahead and screenshot and post it and i'll make sure to give you a shout out on there um but i'm your host i'm max i mean a little bit uh from me from the intro you guys can go back and listen to that but just a normal angels fan not a stat head not a fucking you know i wasn't born in 1935 but didn't watch every single baseball game ever um but i like baseball i like the angels i'm really passionate about that team um and i'm here with our producer, which we're going to call him producer Dodger fan Jesse, PDFJ. Can I get a round of applause, please? Yep. And there it is. A round of Much applause. appreciated. What's <laughs> so going on? Jesse, it's a little little kind of tricky here. He's uh, he's the producer of the show. He's also a Dodger fan. Do you want to get into that a little bit, maybe? Uh, Yeah. So, big-time Dodger fan. Um, Not an angel hater, angel fan hater. So, if you're listening to this... Excuse me, don't hate me just yet. Uh, I'm here to keep Max on track and make sure we're giving out knowledgeable baseball stats and just make sure you're up to up to date with your team. Uh, I'm going to leave Max here to do yep. the majority of the talking. So, yeah, Jesse will pitch in whenever I get a little off the rails. Uh, <laughs> if I start talking about David Fletcher winning an MVP, um, I really... Not going to happen. I've told him to just hop in and correct me. Um He's going to be the stat guy. He's obviously the producer, but I think it's good to have a little, uh, you know, a little fire and ice on this podcast, a little Dodger blue versus angel red, um, you know, and I'll get into how I feel about the Dodgers next week on next week's episode. But as for now, just know it's a little, it's a rivalry for sure. Right. And uh, yeah, we're glad to have Jesse though. I barely. Mean, yeah, barely, but <laughs> barely. I mean, we're glad to have you on. Yeah. Dude, thank um, you. It is 2020, guys. We're here. It's time for the 2020 Angel season. Uh, we're recording this on February 5th, so just a couple days after the Super Bowl. A couple and, days after your birthday, bro. And my birthday. Thank you very and much. Before we get on with the episode, I got you a little something for your oh, birthday, bro. A gifty? A gifty, just for no you. No shit. All so, right. For those viewers uh, who watch this, this is so sweet. Perfect size, seven and one-fourth. I'm going to go ahead and take a picture of this so you guys can see it on the timeline so you guys can hear it. Jesse left the price on, big flex, and uh, it is an Angels spring training, brand new 2020 cap. I really appreciate it, man. Yeah, of course, dude. Thanks, dude. Of course, happy birthday. Fuck yeah. I'm I'm wearing that spring training. It sucks that your birthday is clouded by the Super Bowl and fucking Groundhog's Day. (laughs) I mean, it's been my whole life. It's actually been one of the few times I've actually been on the Super Bowl, but, you know, what are you going to do? That's sweet, yeah. man. Thank well, you so yeah, much. Of course, dude. And I saw you post about it, so yeah. it was the perfect thing to do. I didn't Hell know yeah, where they get you that or Thank a jersey. You. 
Carl actually got me a Trout Nike jersey, which is actually really sweet, which sweet. is actually could lead us into our first uh, first topic, uh, the new Nike jerseys that just came out. Bye. For uh, a lot of people that really aren't aware, Nike uh, used – or not Nike. The MLB used to be uh, Majestic. Majestic, which is a different brand of jersey. Um, now they're switching over to Nike, which is – you know everybody knows what Nike is, and they know kind of what they stand for and – um, the jerseys do look a little different with that Nike logo, but I think that, you know, other than the major, like, old historic teams like the Yankees, it does look a little odd on the Yankees jerseys. Um, but on the Angels ones, man, it just looks fire. On the Dodgers one, they look fine. Um, Padres, uh, Rangers, every other team except the original, like, 10 teams, it, it kind of looks awkward on them. But, I mean, I'm an Angels fan. This is Angels podcast. It looks great on us. I'm glad to have one, and I'll rep anything with a Nike stripe. Well, not only that, they came out with a lot of fire alternate jerseys. Yeah, that so which is cool too. Cool. Um, so so we're here in 2020. It's the first podcast. It's actually week zero. Uh, for those of you that don't know, week zero is a term used in college football. Basically, it's a scrimmage week. It's a practice week. We're going to get all the rust out, all the cobwebs off, um, and. I figure that I've after releasing the first podcast of having a bunch of like people telling me like, Oh, I don't really like baseball, but I want to get into it. And I, I really think this is the, like the platform that I'm going to start easing into it. So I know a lot of people aren't really di- uh, deep diving into the roster and they're not on Twitter all day looking at twi- uh, baseball stuff. So I thought I'd kick off the podcast, kick off 2020 with a roster breakdown of the 2020 Anaheim angels. And so let's just get into that. I think uh, if you guys want to follow along, I'm actually on MLB.com. Uh, look up the Angels. Look up the roster. I'm not going to go through the entire list because um, if you're just a casual fan, you're not going to need to know all these guys. I'm just going to go ahead and start at the top. Mr. All-World, Mr. Baseball. Um, you'll see him on everything promoted by the MLB. Number 27, Mike Trout, the center fielder. Um, if you're new to the Angels, this guy is the best player to probably play in our lifetimes. Um, he compares to, like, Mickey Mantle and Babe Ruth. Like I said, if you're new, go look those guys up. But there's just so much, so many good things we can say about Trout. Um, he just plays the game the right way. You know, he's just so consistent. He's going to be the first player in the American League with four MVPs. So I'll stop blowing Trout for a little bit. Um, we're going to move on to a couple other guys. A couple names that you should know. Um, Shohei Otani, obviously the, uh, very talented two-way player. And I just clicked the wrong thing. Shohei Otani, the very talented two-way Japanese star. Um, we've got Justin Upton, a guy who's a little older, but I still think he can contribute a lot. Uh, Michael Hermosillo is a guy who he is going to be filling in some, some way. The outfield, uh, for the angels is kind of crowded. Um, but Hermosillo has filled in a couple times and, you know, I don't think – I think this might be one of his last years on the Angels, sadly, but um, he's a guy that, you know, you'll see out there early in the year, um, later on in the year, not so much. Bearing some type of injury, I don't think we'll see Hermosillo too much. I, I agree. Maybe in the DH role. Especially with this new uh, trade that just went down. Yeah, that get we'll, to that. we'll get to that in a second. Brian Goodwin, another guy we signed last year who was a uh, good surprise, I think. Really batted well. And uh, was really clutch in yeah. some games when, uh, you know, Trout was out. So yeah, very productive. Really like uh, 
Brian Goodwin. Um, I think the infield, there's a ton of guys going to spring training, but I mean, again, the main ones you need to know, Tommy LaStella was an all-star last year. Albert Pujols, future Hall of Famer. Uh, Anthony Rendon, the guy we went out and signed, probably the biggest splash of the offseason for us, at least. Um, Andrelton Simmons, probably the best defensive shortstop in the league right now. Flex. Um, <laughs> we, what'd you say? Flex. Flex. Oh, yeah, probably the best, easily. Uh, Luis Renjifo is a guy we say bye to. Um, he was actually really clutch for us as well. And then the ever so versatile best infielder we have, David Fletcher. Easy there, buddy. And I'll be going in on <laughs> Fletcher throughout this whole podcast. Fletcher is a goat. He's a god. He's actually a, a fan favorite, which makes it kind of funny because, look, I don't want to – nothing against Fletcher. He's a great player, but he's just not like a star, right? He's just a utility guy that's going to play every day and just put up numbers, and he's a little undersized, but he still gets the job done for the most part. I just think it's really funny for those who like kind of uh, kind of like a comparison. He's kind of like the Alex Caruso to the Lakers. However, and calls him the goat and this and that. So watch out for those. When I tweet like David Fletcher is a God, it's, it's not like I'm comparing him to Babe Ruth. It's more of like a, he's a really good player, but it's funny to like accentuate that and have him, uh, you know, blow him up basically is just cause it's, it's funny. He's like a smaller guy and you know, it's kind of something like that. Um, behind the plate, we have a couple guys. It's kind of a bit of, bit of a competition. Uh, Max Stassi came over from Houston. Who? Exactly. Yeah, sorry. Low batting average, not really great. You know, behind the plate, kind of like a eh, guy. Um, but we did get Jason Castro over the offseason, a guy who I'm kind of excited about. I didn't really know much about him coming over from the Twins. Um, kind of like a journeyman, I think. So um, I think he'll end up behind the plate for most of the games, and uh, I'm really excited to see what he brings to the table. That's probably just going to end up being a pitcher preference type of days. Switching the, them out? Yeah, for those two guys. Yeah. Um, Anthony Bamboom, another guy who came up last year. Again, don't know too much about him, but, I mean, I really think the guy you really need to focus on is Castro. I think he will lead the three and starts uh, for most of the season. Uh, now, obviously, the big thing with the Angels, again, if uh, if you follow them closely, is pitching's always been a always been a rough part for this team. The Angels haven't been in first place in the AL West since 2014, so they haven't been in the playoffs since 2014. That's six years um, of a playoff drought, and it's obviously a bad look when you have the best player in the world on your team um, and you can't win, you know, 90 games. So. That's something that obviously the 2020 Angels look to accomplish. And uh, yeah, I think this is a really good segue to lead us into a trade that happened um, because other than a couple acquisitions, I mean, our pitching staff wasn't looking great. It was below average. Um, but now we have pitchers. Uh, we have pitcher Ross Stripling, a.k.a. Chicken Strip, which is what I'll be calling him all season. Um, we added Julio. Julio Tehran from the Atlanta Braves, who's a pretty good acquisition. Uh, Dylan Bundy, a guy who was highly touted in the beginning uh, of his career, kind of struggled. I don't know. The AL East has hitter-friendly ballparks, I think. So I think with him moving to the AL West, maybe some home runs turn into pop flies. Maybe his numbers get a little better. 
I've kind of gotten excited about Dylan Bundy. Um, you know, the, for I, I don't want to get too much into stats. I don't want to talk about how many innings he's going to pitch, whatever. I'm excited for this guy. He used to be, a, like, he was highly talented. He's a top five pick. So he's someone that we should really be excited about. But back to Ross Stripling, chicken strip. Um, the Angels acquired him and uh, Jock Peterson from the Dodgers. And this is kind of funny because I was thinking, like, we were talking about this earlier. I was actually making fun of Richard Sherman and the Niner fans and, like, how I was like, how can you like someone if you're a Niners fan and you hate the Seahawks? And Richard Sherman, obviously, very famous for being on Seahawks, and he goes to the Niners. Me as a Niner fan, I would never be able to root for that guy. And then the baseball gods come along and slap you in the face. I've probably tweeted 15,000 negative things about Jock Peterson. And the second the trade was announced that the Angels are acquiring Jock Peterson. I love Jock Peterson. I had to like. Bro, I, I had to call you out on that. Shit. Yeah, I, ha- I had a feeling of like, it, I can't explain the feeling, but it's just like, I don't know. It's just like all of a sudden, as soon as someone tweeted, uh, like Jeff Passan or whatever, whoever tweeted it and said, Jock Peterson headed to the Angels, I just became a new person. And I said, I'm pro Jock Peterson. Um, and I think it's pretty funny. I came out with a video of a bunch of gear that we got, uh, a bunch of Angels gear, and a couple hours later, we signed Jock, which I think is pretty cool. So I tweeted him, and I said, hey, Jock, what size are you? Like, I'll hook you up. Um, another thing that was going down while the trade went down, I was at the gym, and I was trying to run. I was trying on a, tr- I was on a treadmill. I had just gotten there. I was like a lap in, and then my phone starts blowing up, and I see Mookie Betts got traded. Um, you know, to the Dodgers, which is, this is an Angels podcast. I'm pretty sure you guys kind of get the vibe of how I feel about the Dodgers. Um, I wasn't stoked about that, but, you know, it is a good thing for the Angels. If you kind of have to look at it a certain way, the Boston Red Sox are in the American League. It's hindsight 2020 for you because, yeah. I mean, you hate the, you hate the Dodgers and you don't want to see the second best player go to go to the team you hate but yeah if you look at it you play them what 12 times the red sox yeah uh something like that I, I don't have the schedule in front of me but that's exactly where my mind went at first i got the alert mookie Betts is going to be a dodger i said fuck and then i thought about it a little bit and i said wait a minute that means the ao wild card race becomes a lot Easier a lot more interesting for us. That kind of like that kind of pushes them out of the wild card. And then, you know, the less people in the AL wild card, the better for the Angels to make the playoffs. Um, a little bit for the people that don't really know baseball is in baseball, there's 30 teams. Um, 15 teams are in the American League. 15 teams are in the National League. There's no really geographical way they split it up because the Angels and Dodgers are on the same coast, but one's American, one's national. Uh, four, four, five teams make the playoffs, right? Three di- three division champs or whatever. And then two teams play one game, which is a wild card game, and then which narrows it down to four teams in the playoffs. So if I didn't really explain that well, go look it up. Look up a wild card game. Look up how it works. But... Basically, if you don't win your division, you're basically playing for a wild card. Yeah, so think of that wild card spot as the Super Bowl game to get into the playoffs. Yeah, it's like a one-game playoff. 
And if the Dodgers or the Dodgers, the Red Sox aren't going to be contending because they just lost one of the best outfielders in the league, um, an okay pitcher. If they're in like rebuild mode, they're not going to be in that playoff hunt, which is perfect for the Angels because that puts us into the playoff hunt. And that's exactly what we need. Um, so will you admit that the Astros are the better team on paper right now or? Oh yeah. Okay. Um, the scary thing I think is like, look, man, regardless of they did what they did, uh-huh. I did, I kind of, you know, maybe we should talk about it. Look, the Astros got caught cheating, right? Um, huge scandal, huge scandal. It's obviously been the face of baseball for the past couple months. And it's probably turned people away from baseball. Um, but basically what they were doing is at home games, they had cameras set up in center field to relay the uh, signs from the catcher. Uh, they were relaying that to the dugout. And then the dugout was like literally banging on trash cans to alert the hitter what kind of pitch was coming. So if it was going to be a 95 mile an hour fastball or an 80 mile, mile an hour changeup, which is a hitter. I, you know, we're talking about it, and I think, like, uh, I'd rather face a guy on steroids. Yep. Right? So the Astros obviously did that for, you know, 2017, maybe 2018, maybe 2019. Um, it's kind of hard to imagine them cheating and then just stopping out of nowhere, right? Yeah. So I think with a thing like that, um, you know, we got into it on a on Just My Cover, how kind of, like, it sucks for you guys, and then it's sucks for us but you know more for you guys so the astros are going to come in with us against the world mentality whether we look at it which personally i look at it and i'm like that's bullshit you guys are playing like the victim like everyone's against you like you did this to yourself regardless of the fact they're gonna be the villain this year they're gonna go into different stadiums they're gonna get booed they're gonna get beaned they're gonna get you know everything in the book but Regardless, they're still a good team, right? So they're still going to have to go out there and play the game. And I think personally, all this hate, all this like um, being against the Astros, making them the villain, I think it's only going to make them better. Yeah, the club, the clubhouse is going to be bonded, right? Um, I am a little excited to see if they can still hit, right? I mean, because everyone saw the splits home and away, Um, but. Yeah, the Astros are definitely a team that we have to look out for. Um, it could be really scary or really bad. Like you said, the splits are pretty devastating when you look at it. Away splits, they look like pretty much the worst team in baseball or damn near close to it. Yeah. And at home, you're facing yeah. 10, 10 Barry Bonds. Exactly. Even though, like, it, it really didn't make sense how some of the guys were just so, like, Michael Brantley. Every time he'd come up to the plate, it'd be like double, like double, double, double. So, like I said, everyone I'm sure who likes baseball is very uh, well-versed in the Astros cheating scandal. For those of you that aren't big fans, um, it's something that I can say never happens. Cheating is a part of baseball. It happens. There was a whole steroid era. Um, I don't want to say there's going to be an electronic era, but with like, you know, we're getting phones the size of like our palm and people that are, I don't even want to call it being competitive. People that are trying to get an upper hand are going to find any way they can to try to, 
you know, sneak one by on another team. Um, whether it's like the Apple Watch thing or a Bluetooth headset or something. So, look, man, as long as the the field is level, right? Mm-hmm. Th- like, that's all I want. The electronics are going to be a black eye on baseball. I think for this, like, baseball. This, this, there's going to be the steroid era and then the electronics era, which I think is not going to be, like, the worst thing in the world. People are just going to kind of be like, whatever, it's part of the game. But I think in the baseball world, it's pretty big. It's it's like I said, they're not going to vacate the thing. Um, they're not. Nothing's going to happen to them, right? They fired their coach, slap on the wrist, fine. Um, but I think they're going to be a scary team. And in the AL West, where you know they just cheated the past at least three years, right? So not only do we have to worry about Oakland, who won ninety games last year, uh, the Rangers, who are possibly going to be a little better. We have to worry about the best team in our division having an upper hand every time we play them. Um, So, yeah, it does get me a little nervous that they are a little better on paper, right? They're a little more even out on paper. They have a better pitching staff. Um, But I just don't think, like, I have hope for my team, right? I have hope for the Angels, but, yeah, I can admit that the uh, Astros are. There's so much. They're the favorite. They're the favorite. Yeah. I mean, Vegas Vegas put it out there. Um, They're the favorite right now, so. That that's kind of something that I'm thinking. Like, you know, I'm gonna beat every Astro game. I think, and that's because so will Dodger fans. <laughs> yeah, and that's a perfect segue to the next thing. I mean, I think, think it is. Think uh, about it, man. You're gonna be in alliance with Do- like Dodger fans, which is like kind of like bittersweet. Like, I I wanted to save it until next week's ep- episode, but I guess I'll kind of go into how I feel about the Dodgers. Do it. It's it's pretty brand new. I got an update today about it. (laughs) So I'm not a Dodger hater, just like you are. I don't despise the franchise. I really think that what they have is like good for baseball. They're a good team for baseball. Like it's good to have the Dodgers, the Brooklyn Dodgers, Jackie Robinson, all those stars from the past. But the current fans get so far under my skin. Get it get it off your chest, dude. They get so under my skin that it's just like unbearable. It's just like the it, and it's fans that don't go to games. They live in Orange County. They live in Anaheim. They live in Santa Ana. They live in Orange. They live in Fountain Valley. I see bumper stickers everywhere. Like just fucking move there. Okay, so think about it as you being a Bengals fan though. But it's different. There's no football team here. There's fucking plenty of football I mean, teams here. Now there is. But five years ago, there was the closest one was the Chargers. Okay. Football is a little different, I think. But I, I get what you're saying. When you have a team in your backyard, the LAA Angels, the LAA Angels, <laughs> um, I don't know. But look, here's the thing I don't want to see them go 0 162, right? It's good for baseball when the Dodgers are good. I'm, I don't care if they win or lose in the regular season. If they play the Angels, obviously I hope the Angels win. In the regular season, whoever they're playing, Brewers, Padres, I don't care. Like, I just win or lose, whatever. When it comes to the playoffs, that's when the Twitter fans start coming out. Because in the regular season, this, this is how the Dodger timeline will go. Opening day tweet, a couple days after they'll tweet, 
nothing until the all-star break. Get a couple all-star tweets, nothing until the playoffs. And then it's just like, oh my God, if we lose, I'm going to have my heart ripped out. It's like, you haven't even been following along all year. Like if you're a Dodger fan, talk to me fucking August in San Diego, 1230 first pitch. Me. You'll be there. I know you will. I know some other people will. Avi. <laughs> yeah, but it's like for the most part, you got to admit, we have some fans that do the same thing. You, you It's guys... just like the fans that just, when playoff time comes, just come full force and say, I care so much about this. So I'm going to die if we lose. We're so much, <laughs> really? The Angels talking about the playoffs? Like, I mean. All right, so the way I think about it is like, sure, we both have some pretty shitty fans, right? Mm-hmm. But that's just California sports in general. But like, it's, do you guys want to see? Like, would you guys want to see if it was if you guys weren't in the playoffs and it was the Angels versus the fucking Pirates? Would you guys be rooting for the Angels or would you be rooting for the Pirates? I wouldn't care. I'd probably there's be, no way. I mean, just for my sake, I'd rather have a championship before you guys. Before that, I think that's our goal too. I but, think our um, goal is to get one before you guys as well. Yeah, but let's say we won the previous two hypothetically. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind you guys winning exactly. a championship. Okay. So that's a good way to put it. I think if the Angels win one, say the Angels win 2020, if you guys got 2021, I wouldn't even care. I actually have a really good spin zone for this. Um, Obviously, last week, Kobe Bryant passed away. I'm thinking now is the year, like, if the Dodgers win one, I'm okay with that. Like, if the Dodgers win the World Series this year, I'll literally go the rest of my life being like, that one doesn't count. That was Kobe. I will easily. And uh, if the Angels, or even better, if the Angels win one this year. You know, Kobe was a big Angel fan too. Yeah. He liked liked both teams. If an LA team wins, if it's somehow LAA versus LAD in the World Series, that would be something. But uh, enough Dodger talk. I'll (laughs) save some of that for next week. Well, Um, just just talk about um, the the ticket sales. Yeah. Just came up. Okay. So I didn't see the ticket sale. I didn't see the numbers, right? It's 3,000 between uh, Yankee so fans. They purchased and 3,000, quant- quantity 3,000 tickets. Quantity Dodgers and Yankee fans combined for 3,000 okay. tickets sold for look, the series. Look, man, I'm not going to sugarcoat it. I'm not going to. It is what it is. Everyone's been to Angel Stadium. You have $6, you can get in, right? It's not fucking Yankee Stadium. It's not Camden Yards. It's not fucking City Field. It's nothing like that. It, the Angel Stadium is a whole different experience to what no one can really. Um, it's a different experience. It really is. It's not like Wrigley, right? It's like it's like I'd say it's almost the opposite of Wrigley. It's it's so wide open. It's so big. It, there's so much space here. Um, honestly, you can get in with like six dollars some days. Obviously. Opening day is a little more, uh, a little more busy. Everyone's excited to have baseball back. Everyone's, you know, when something's new, people are really excited. Um, so I think for opening day, tickets are going to be in the fifty, sixty dollar range. Right. Just pulled it up right now. The cheapest ticket is forty dollars. Yeah, which is on par for for the past couple years. Um, the thing with our stadium is it's so big. It's like Dodger Nation is going to have to come and 
if you guys like want the tickets to go up that high, like you guys are gonna have to come like really feel this bitch out. Cause on most days, again, not gonna sugarcoat it. Stadiums, Arch Stadium, Angel Stadium is not full. It gets sold out for the Yankees, it gets sold out for the Dodgers, Red Sox, Cubs, I guess, when we play them. But for the most part, when we play any other team, the upper deck isn't full. It's like you can you drive by it on the freeway, you see yeah. a bunch of empty Yeah, seats. exactly. And, I mean, it is what it is. It, the stadium is huge. It's a big stadium. Um, and then it, we don't have, like, the history. Like, you know, for instance, you go to L.A. Best attendance. Every night. Every night's full. And, um, you know, and, th- and that's fine. You guys could lead the league in attendance. That's cool. Um, but, yeah, there's a story about the uh, – we opened with the Astros here in Orange County. They're coming down. The Dodgers don't play the Astros at all. And I think the Yankees play them in like September. So instead of waiting, these fans decided, well, the Dodgers had no choice, but Yankee fans and Dodger fans decided to unite. And uh, it seems like a bunch of them are going to make a air quotes road trip to Angel Stadium when it's clearly five miles away from where they live. I think a majority of them aren't really road tripping at all. They're just going to the closest baseball game to their house. The ones that you know. A lot of them. I don't, I mean, I'm sure there's going to be some coming from LA, but I'd say a majority of Dodger fans are going to come boo the Astros are local. Right? I, I get it. I know the whole Pantone thing, whatever. Right? So my message to you guys don't come. <laughs> I don't know. I just I come when the Yankees are playing. Come when the Dodgers are playing. Sure. But I don't need you guys to come and boo the Astros on behalf of the Angels. This, I mean, there's a story that I have when I was playing pickup basketball one time. I was guarding this guy. I'm terrible at basketball. Not great. I go get cardio. No big deal. I'm guarding a guy who pickup basketball is his calling. Right? I'm guarding Doing okay. Not great. He's getting points, whatever. Some guy on my team starts trash talking Allen Iverson that I'm fucking guarding. Next thing you know, the guy's getting mad at me because I'm guarding him. And I'm just like, what the fuck did I do? I didn't do anything to you. I didn't say a word. Guilty by association. Bro, I'm just on this random guy's team and he's just chirping you. So I don't want Dodger fans coming into Angel Stadium chirping the Astros and the Astros putting up a fucking 10 spot and being like, oh, you guys earned this. And then Mike Trout and fucking Joe Madden are going to be like, what the fuck did we do? We didn't invite him. See, so I thought I thought you were going to take it as a, a win-win, but it's clear no. it's clearly not. I mean, or what is win it? Win-lose, sorry. How, how is that going to be? It's no win-win. Like, they they talk about like, oh, we're going to fill out your stadium. I don't get any fucking dollars out of that. So all I get is a fucking crowded parking lot and longer <laughs> lines. You might in a more expensive ticket, but oh, season ticket holder flex. Okay, flex. <laughs> so I think you might be taking it as a Dodgers perspective, where as if they, if our Dodger fans boo the shit out of the, the Houston Astros and mm-hmm. you guys win, hooray for the Angels! Yeah, they yeah. win. I mean, but if the Angels lose, then. Oh, okay. Well, it's, fuck a circus. The angels it's, just a, it's just a circus at that point. If like, if the angels lose, it's a circus. Um, but it's just, it's such a corny move, but, but it, I just expect it from two corny fucking franchises. Um, two corny fan franchises. 
I just expect it. It's like the high school. It's like you're being on a high school football team and you lose to a team. So then the next week you go to their game to hope they lose. It's just like, obviously, whatever. Go, don't go. Just you're not doing me any favors by going. Just you're not doing any Angel fans favor. You're just taking up space, right? Go watch the Dodgers open up with the fucking Pirates or whoever the fuck they open up with. I'm not going, but I just want to go to see the. You're booing. gonna go. You want to? You know I'm not a booer. I'll buy your ticket. I, I want to go just to just to see it. I mean, you live two minutes away. <laughs> I mean, why wouldn't you go? So. Enough on the Dodgers. I'll have more for the Dodgers next week. Uh, next week, actually, I'm going to break down uh, how I feel about every NL team. Um, and it might actually not be next week. I might wait until um, spring training gets a little closer. I know this episode is kind of out of nowhere, but there's just so much news that I had to hop on here and talk about. So can I get a couple of perspe- uh, predictions out of you yeah. before um, uh, spring training kicks off? No. No, you can't. Why? I'm not ready. I'm too excited right now. I, I I can't give you any predictions until I find out what prospects we're sending out. So it's pretty evident that you're not sending out Adele, Marsh, Jackson, right? And that's applause for Billy Epler for doing that. I mean, that's great that we can acquire some talent without giving up our frontline prospects. Well, poor guy's on the hot seat, so, I mean, it's not not much he can do. Hungry dog runs faster. Yeah, it's true. So good for him. Um, it's February 5th right now, um, and catchers and pitchers are due to report to spring training February 11th, so only six days, actually now five days as we're getting into midnight, um, and then the next day, they have their first workout on the 12th. Um, Ten days later, they have a first split squad game um, in Tempe, and I'm going to take this moment to let you guys know that we're actually going to be in Tempe. We're not going to be there February 22nd, but we are going to have an Airbnb, a bro house. We're going to call it the spring training frat boy spring training house. No, we're not. That's what I'm going to call it. You, you can tag that shit. I ain't calling it that. It's going to be hashtag spring training frat boy spring training baseball house. Uh, hashtag that tweeted at me. You'll be entered to win a free Angels jacket. Um, we're going to be there March 13th versus the San Francisco Giants almost said 49ers um, and then I'm sure there's a Dodger game the same day that we'll go for producer Dodger fan Jesse um, and then there's a game March 14th against the Cubs we'll be there Chris Bryant should be a really good game and I'm sure there's also a Dodger game for producer Dodger fan Jesse at night and March 15th so we'll be there 13th 14th 15th um, if you're going to be there give us a shout out give us a tweet let us know um, we're going to be doing a bunch of cool stuff, beers, top golf, shooting the shit, getting autographs. And we should have a couple, couple, uh, ball players on the pod. I, that's the plan. I'm hoping to get a couple guys on there. I'm hoping to get, you know, um, maybe Billy Epler. You never know. I'm going to shoot for the stars. I'm going to ask every person I see if they're going to come on. So team that's hosting, uh, the Diamondbacks, I met their international cross checker, John. Yeah. Gave which, me his card. Which I found out what a cross-checker was. Did you know what that is? Not exactly, but uh, he told me that he signed Nolan Arenado to Colorado when he was there. Yeah, that's, I mean, that's fucking sweet. So a cross-checker, I looked it up. What an international cross-checker is, is they are a basically secondary scout. And 
Um, basically what it is, they look at the initial scouting reports and they just verify that those are true, right? So they say like, Mike Trout can't hit a ball. Mike Trout can't swing. Mike Trout super slow. And then the international, cro- or maybe like the national cross checker will look at that and then be like, well, this report's all wrong, right? So that's actually a really cool job. He's like a, basically a scout's supervisor. He just checks all their work. Um, so, I mean, kudos to you for getting that hooked up. I'm really excited to meet him. Obviously, when we make these kind of connections, I try not to really expect anything, but it is really cool to... It's like a door that you have to open. Um, I want to kind of talk about the trades that happened just because I didn't, I kind of flew over them a little bit and I'm actually looking for a graphic right now, but basically want to talk about the trades that went down this weekend and then give you guys some winners and losers of, uh, of the trade. So, I mean, obviously the big one, the uh, Red Sox send Mookie Betts and David Price to the Dodgers Um, like I said, I kind of went over that before and it's just sucks for the angels kind of because, well, not really actually at all. It's just me being a hater, which I'll admit when I'm being a hater. So, uh, the Dodgers are getting a great player in Mookie Betts and then obviously had to get David Price to kind of sweeten the deal for the Red Sox. I'm, I'm guessing taking a lot of cash. Yeah. Like, so David Price had a huge contract and I think the, uh, Dodgers are, you know, I mean, it's like Mookie Betts is like the hot chick. And then David Price is maybe her friend that it's the price you got to pay with the field hockey or something. (laughs) So David Price is the chick that played field hockey and Mookie Betts is the hot chick. And Mookie Betts is basically like, Hey, do you guys have a friend for my friend? (laughs) And then the Dodgers are like, David Price isn't that bad. I mean, if you want to be that friend that takes the field hockey player, be my guest. You, you I'll take Mookie Betts. Look, Jesus, if man. honestly, if you were a good friend, you'd take David Price in this hypothetical. But at the same time, man, you have to look Mookie Betts, dude. Like, yeah, it's kind of like it'd be like Shakira and then someone else. J-Lo. Right? No, someone like way worse. I mean, okay. Fine. Shakira and, and then Lizzo. <laughs> no, nah, no. <laughs> I know how much you love Lizzo. I love that bitch. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, it's kind of like that. So, in layman's terms, Mookie Betts is Shakira. David Price is just, like, the friend that... Well, he, let's call him B-minus in B- terms of pitcher. Let's call him, like... B-minus is fair. I'm not going to hype up what we got. Let's, but let's make him, like... Let's call him... Okay, okay. I a dugout you. lizard. No, okay. So, Mookie Betts is the hot chick. David Price is the captain of ASB or the leader of ASB, the nerd. Or is David price actually like the chick that used to be hot and she's all busted now. What's that? What's that girl that used to sing? I'm about to say Khalees. Yeah. She's that. That's David price. <sighs> Fuck. I'm trying to think he had, a, he had his wonder and now he's yeah like he used yeah. to be good and now he's not that good okay perfect so Mookie Betts is the current hot chick fucking Megan the Stallion you'll do anything to get her right and then David Price is an older like musician that's not great that I can't think of one right now but you guys get the point David Price ass not ass Cisco not ass not terrible not great you know but it's a price that you'll pay to get Mookie Betts. 
right? I'm cool with that. Um, another trade. I mean, that trade was crazy. Kenta went to the Twins. The Twins. Bruce Adderall Gatorade <laughs> went to the Twins, which he's actually holding up the trade right now. It's something we saw. Uh, Bruce Adderall Gatorade, uh, a pitcher from the Red Sox, is now headed to the Twins, but I guess there's a medical thing going on. I'm no, not so too sure. We'll have to look into that. Bruce Adderall, right. he he's a pitcher for the, the Twins. Very young. Well, now he's uh, on the Twins, right? No, no. So now he's headed to the Red Sox. Okay, so Bruce so, Adderall Gatorade is on the Twins, headed to the Red Sox. Got gotcha. Yeah. Got it. Um, Verdugo, a guy, part of the Mookie deal, Mookie Betts deal. Um, and if we're sticking to this, like, scenario, Verdugo's a hot chick, too. Yeah, top three favorite Dodger for me. Maybe, like, a chick who, like, pre-breast implants. And then he's going to go to the Red Sox, get breast implants, and then you're going to be like, oh, fuck. Bro, we don't have any, like, Mexican baller baseball players. Yeah, and he he's, like, pro rasa. He, yeah, he is. So I'm actually, I actually really like him, and now I'm actually kind of glad I can like him a little more because he's not on my team that I hate the most. So that's good for him. I, I honestly think it I'm not sucks. Gonna have you slander? Well, I, okay, I honestly think it sucks. Pod. I think it sucks, obviously, but you're getting Mookie Betts. Do I got to be a part of this and not be able to say anything all the time? <laughs> yeah, that's your punishment. <laughs> this no, is no um, I do think it sucks when you get rid of a player like Verdugo, but when you get a player like Betts back. I mean, can't yeah. complain. Yeah, I'm not going to complain. Can't complain. A little, little sad, but... Bittersweet. But still, absolutely Mookie Betts is a god. Um, I think that's kind of the trade. Three-way team. Bruce Adol, Gatorade, uh, Verdugo headed to Boston. Kenta headed to Minnesota. Love you, Kenta. Mookie and David Busted Ass headed to the Dodgers. Jesus, man. And on a totally separate trade, right... The Los Angeles Dodgers send the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. Jock Peterson, my new best friend. Utility outfielder. Really good player, I think. Um, Wouldn't have said that last week. Wouldn't have said that two months ago. Wouldn't have said that Monday. Can I give you, uh, Angel fans, a breakdown of what you're getting with these two players? Actually, that's perfect. Breakdown, uh, Jock Peterson and Ross Chickenstrip. All right, Ross Chickenstrip is going to be a guy that was a all-star. He's not a day-to-day pitcher, although the Angels are going to use him as a starter from, from here on out. What? My laptop died. Oh. Uh, he comes out of the bullpen most of the season, gives you three solid innings, and then sometimes an inning or two goes bad. Uh, not going to throw super fast. He's just going to hit his spots, pinpoint. So with Jock Peterson, the big question is, can he produce day-to-day? We know Jock can hit 450 feet uh, dingers and be a solid utility glove in the outfield. He's also a high-energy player. But the big knock is, can he hit lefties given the day-to-day role on the team? So here's the thing. I think he will. I think uh, Jock Peterson, while maybe he didn't play enough on the Dodgers, I think you guys might have had you know, you guys obviously have Cody Bellinger, who was an NL MVP, and you guys have a couple other good pieces. Um, I'm not really sure his injury history, so I know he missed a couple games two a year or two ago. Um, but I think with the Angels, I think he is going to be um, the opening day right field starter. 
um, with him, Trout, and Upton um, until Joe Adele is ready. And the sooner Joe Adele is ready, um, hopefully we get good play out of Peterson or out of Upton. And then one of those two guys will get Welt and dealt for an arm. Um, I'm not really a big fan of getting players for one year. Mm-hmm. Like, it kind of sucks. So the Angels acquired Jock Peterson, but after this baseball season, he'd be a free agent. So kind of the same thing with Mookie Betts, but Mookie Betts is a way better player, and you're getting him from a, for a year, and you guys are kind of putting all your chips in the table and saying, like, all right, this year we're getting our shit. With us, I don't think we're quite there yet to put all our chips in the table, obviously, because we still haven't traded Adele, who I would compare to Verdugo. Um but I think uh, Peterson is going to start and play a lot of games. And now you're looking at a really thick Angels lineup. Um, he's going to get the chance to to get a big contract because he's going to play day-to-day for I for think so, too. If he doesn't get traded. Which uh, is very beneficial for you guys because he's going to play for that's that That's a flip. Big, yeah, we contract. could flip him. So I think that's awesome. I think it's really, like I said, I obviously shit it on the guy. But as soon as you take off that Dodger blue and hop into this fucking red, baby, I'm team Jock Peterson now. I told him. I tweeted him last night. I said, yo, change your avatar. I'm sick of this shit. It's been sad, bro. been four hours. He's sad. Make it red. Can't so it. can't wait to see uh, Jock hit one into the rocks. Um, all right. So producer Dodger fan Jesse and I were sitting here looking at this trade that just went down. Um and we're thinking, like, who won this trade? Who are the winners? Who are the losers? Um, again, Dodgers acquire Mookie Betts, David Price, and some cash. Red Sox get Alex Verdugo, Bruce Adderall Gatorade, and the Twins get Kenta Maeda. Pretty stop, good pitcher. Stop calling him Bruce Adderall Gatorade. I'm going to call him that forever. Until he throws a no-hitter, Bruce Adderall Gatorade. Um, personally, I think I have to set all the hate aside, which is really hard for me. But I think I'm a fan of the Dodgers going all in. And, you know, they're getting Mookie Betts. They're giving up Verdugo and Kenta. Um, but you get Mookie Betts and David Price. Dodgers win the trade, but everybody wins overall in this one. I don't know. I, what do the Twins get? They get Kenta Maeda, a solid arm out the pen, a solid starter. He was our most consistent pitcher throughout the playoffs, actually. Mm. And had we had left him in, we might have beat the Nationals. Well, yeah, that kind of. So earlier I said that it sucks that, you know, the Dodgers getting Mookie Betts actually was good for the Angels. The Twins getting Kenta is actually bad for the Angels because that puts the Twins. I I can't remember if they won their division last year. Yeah, it does because that's another AL team that's better. I mean, you don't really have to worry about them in the. They could be in the the wild card race. Who's who's in the central? Uh, Detroit. Ass. Also, the White's... No. The White Sox. Is it the White Sox? Yeah, the White Sox. And... Let's see. Yeah, and the Indians. Indians, Royals, Sox, Tigers. Royals, Sox, Tigers. Oh, I guess we don't have to worry about them. I don't know, man. The White Sox are kind of good. Pretty ass. I mean, Indians are a team that's on the uprise as well. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. I thought they were NL. And, uh... And Bruce Satterall, Gatorade, as you like to refer to him. Bruce Dark Gatterall. Good pitcher. Mm-hmm. Very young. 22 years old. Yeah. Throws 100 miles an hour plus. Stud. And very uh, 
up, he, he's got a great upside. Mm-hmm. Alex Verdugo, potential all-star player, uh, just coming off a back injury. Not another good, great addition mm-hmm. to that uh, Red Sox team. I think the Red Sox are the losers here. Really? I think you give up. I mean, you got to think about it. They have to be top five wealthiest franchises. They've been around since the 1900s, right? You have a homegrown MVP guy in your town, and you don't want to pay him. Big part of the World Series that he brought in 2018, and it's an issue of dollars. Right now, the team's got a black eye, especially coming off the Alex Cora suspend or the yeah. firing. Yeah, they're lucky that they're not facing more ac- accusations. Um, with that whole Apple Watch situation. Yeah, but I think for this so, trade, I think they're third place. For right sure. right now, it's about them hitting the reset button because nobody's really afraid of the Red Sox this year like the yeah. Astros are. Astros are fucking fully loaded. Mm-hmm. Uh, Red Sox don't have too much. They're they're just trying to uh, keep that upstart. Yeah. Especially so, with the, the Yankees. So rank, the rank the teams, in your opinion, producer Dodger fan Jesse. Uh, one, two, and three. Winners? Yep. Like Dodgers? Best, best, uh, yeah. Who, who won the trade? One, two, and three. Uh, Dodgers first. Of course. Red Sox, Twins. Hmm. I'd have it Dodgers, Twins, Red Sox. But, I mean, you throw in the Angels in there, where do the Angels rank? I mean, especially because how you feel about David Price. You think David Price is ass cheeks. He's washed. Um, I don't. All I right. think he's a B minus pitcher in the league, and the potential for him to be great look, again. If, look, if he comes back and he, it's a David Price of old, then this sure. trade is like lopsided. The only reason why I think you feel this way is because of what he's getting paid this year, which is like forty million. Well, I mean, he's not producing. He didn't do well with the Red Sox. I don't. Mind. I'll pull up stats on your ass right now. I mean, it's it's a lot of up down shit, but it's not what they paid for. Here's the thing. I think you guys are getting. Well, if he comes out and balls out, then you guys slam dunk this trade. But I think even without him, even if you only got Mookie Betts, then I still think you are the winners of this three-way trade. Um, but you guys had to take Price to like help the Red Sox out. Yeah, like I said, Mookie Betts, hot friend. Uh, David Price, ugly friend. That like, hey, do you have a friend for my friend? And so this isn't new to the Dodgers because with Adrian Gonzalez and former Red Sox, yeah, and uh, Carl Crawford, we took Carl Crawford as a eh, former Red Sox, yeah, dude. You guys are just fucking cucking the Red Sox. But I mean, we had they offload their big contracts to us. Yeah, what happened to Carl Crawford? He's still getting paid right now. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I agree. If you throw the Angels in there, we're. uh, I mean, I personally ranked them at number one. Um, Smaller. future ex Red Sox, fucking Red Sox cucks. Uh, the Manny Ramirez. The, <laughs> oh my god, <laughs> the Los Angeles Red Sox cucks. Um, I think if you throw the Angels in here, it might be a little biased. Personally, I think you could throw them at number one. Angels one, Dodgers two, Twins three, Red Sox four. Personally, just being maybe a little biased, Billy Upper really went to Wait, work here in terms of all the traits. All four, yeah. We got. Wait, we're overflowing in outfield, and we got a starter, and we gave away 
Wait, so you think you you won the Mookie trade? No, 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 because we're not a part. Well, separate trade. Like I say, comparing all, comparing the three way trade, and you throw in the Angels there. Okay. I mean, we gave up nothing, and got you. You still don't know that a guy who hits four hundred fifty bomb, four hundred fifty foot bombs, and Ross chicken strips. Yeah, but you gave up Renhefo and players to be named. Which, I mean, they came out and said that it's not going to be Adele, Jordan Adams, Paris, or the other top guys. So I'm okay. Really, I think it's going to be Chris Rodriguez and, like, Jemai Jones or something. Which would suck for you guys. You hope it's Aunt Jemima Jones. It's not. (laughs) I really do. If it's Marsh, I can live with that. It's it's probably going to be Marsh. If it's Marsh, I can live with that. If it's Adele... We're going, jumping out the plane, no parachute. And if it's Jackson? Jumping out the plane, no parachute. Adams, jumping out the plane, no parachute. Paris, <laughs> I guess. Sweet. Coronavirus time. Um, So that kind of wraps up this segment of winners and losers of the trade. Obviously, I could be super biased here, so I think the Angels won the that trade obviously got the most value without giving up a ton yet. If I wake up tomorrow morning and it turns out they've given up Marsh, it's going to hurt a little more. But with the pieces we've added, the Angels do look locked and loaded to go into spring training. Really healthy, really fresh, obviously being led by number 27, Mr. Baseball, and number 22, Mr. God, David Fletcher. Um. But, yeah, I'm trying to go over producer Dodger fan. Jesse, is there anything else we're missing on this uh, week zero intro episode? Yeah, I, I need a couple of predictions out of you. I'm for, not ready for, for those uh, yet. Spring training. What predictions do you want? Over or under on beers? No. I'm not. I'm In not, terms of. I don't like, want to predict anything. I think it just putting bad is, negative energy out there. This is this could be your I told you so moment. Mm-hmm. It is week zero. It's a scrimmage, like I said. We're kind of getting the cobwebs off. Um, I'll give you one prediction, so go ahead. Not, not and for shoot. the season, just for spring training. Well, whatever whatever you want to, like, you tell me what you want me to predict, and I'll predict. I'll, I'll give you an answer. Look, man, I'm just trying to help you. I know, but I'm saying I'll, I'll give out more predictions next week, but I'll give you. You're like the little kid. It's like, Mom, can I open one gift now? And then the mom's like, no, 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 tomorrow, tomorrow. And then it's like Christmas Eve. I'll give you one right now. Well, What do you want me to predict? I personally don't give a shit but i want your <laughs> i want your listeners to give a shit and i want them to feel okay, like so we'll, listening so to we'll give a that's... gift we'll give a gift to the uh listeners right my one gift i think um a prediction here that i think is going to be not really that popular not sexy at all um but it does suck right so this is this pick is going to suck joe adele will not break camp on the mlb roster that's my prediction going into spring training. A lot of things going on with like, you know, I'm still not even too sure how service time works, but I guess they're trying to milk out another year out of Adele. Um, we just got Jock Peterson. We got Goodwin. We got Upton. You know, we did get rid of Calhoun, but I still think as bad as we want to see him on opening day against the Astros, I don't, I think he's going to be in Salt Lake. And I think that's going to be for a little longer than anticipated. I know a representative on your team won't say his name. That I won't. That has said that he thinks Adele should be on the roster 
you should starting and nobody agrees with him but he he knows that the only way that Adele's going to get better is if he actually sees live MLB I agree arms. I agree and the I'd expect him to get better the fan in me with the thundersticks wants to see Joe Adele on uh April third or fourth on the field I don't care about service time I'm not fucking paying him I'm just a fan put him on the fucking field if he's the best right fielder yeah if he's the best left fielder, if Justin Upton's fucking playing fucking twister out there, not catching fly balls, get his sorry ass in the dugout, get Joe Adele in fucking left field. Um, that's my prediction for that. That's one. I'll give you one guys more presence next week. Joe Adele will not be on the opening day roster. In my opinion, do I want to see him out there? Of course I do. I just don't think with service time and you know, he needs a little bit more time to adjust. I don't think he will um, be on the roster. And, you know, that's not saying maybe J-Up gets hurt. Obviously don't want that to happen. Don't want any injuries on this team at all. But they are inevitable. They will come. Um, if everyone stays healthy, I don't think he's on the roster. Um, so it looks like that about wraps us up for week zero. Um, that was a good little scrimmage. Good little way to get the cobwebs off. Thank you guys for listening. Uh, please, everybody, go follow us on Twitter, Rocks in the OF. Um, but going to be doing a ton of giveaway stuff. I have a Joe Adele signed baseball, uh, Vladimir Guerrero signed photo, a bunch of stickers, a bunch of jackets, um, and going to be doing a pair of opening day tickets. Uh, not valid for Dodger or Yankee fans. Um, I can't have one. Nope. Opening day tickets for Angels fans will be given away. I'm just trying to figure out how I should do it. Retweets or, you know, comment or shotgun a beer with Carl. Um, I'm going to find out a bunch of ways to enter, but, I mean, you guys saw this stuff on Rocks and Outfield. There's a bunch of jackets and a bunch of stuff I'm ready to give away. Or if you just need some toilet paper to wipe your ass with. Yeah, I mean, whatever it is. Um, spring training, again, March 13th, 14th, 15th, come out. Come watch the boys uh, in Tempe. Going to be doing a bunch of cool stuff. Going out Friday night, top golf, whatever. And actually, if you guys want to go with us, go ahead and hit up our DMs, and we'll interview you to see if you're not crazy and kill us in our sleep. I mean, you might be able to stop by the house. You might be able to come by if you're not crazy and won't kill us in our sleep. Um, so that about wraps us up. This is Rocks in the Outfield. Um, don't have a slogan yet, but uh, if you're a pitcher that used to pitch i'll take you 450 center field see you guys next week and make sure to go follow me on twitter at just covers picks change your thing to producer dodger fan jesse it's too long it is all right guys thanks for listening once again uh take him 450 center field rocks boy